Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Grimaldi, Leslie's executive producer, filling in for Leslie each Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern as she uh, makes her rounds on the TV. Um, you can find Leslie's television appearances on her website at lesliemarshallshow.com. If you'd like to follow her on Twitter, it's simply at Leslie Marshall. You can also follow myself. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Mark J. Grimaldi. As we uh, previewed before the break, we are lucky enough to be uh, rejoined by a good friend of the show, our go-to economic mind of the Leslie Marshall Show, Dr. Robert Shapiro, who is the chairman of Sonicon, an economic advisory firm. Uh, he is an internationally known economist who has advised, among others, President Bill Clinton, Vice President Al Gore Jr., British Prime Ministers Tony Blair and Gordon Brown, and then U.S. Sen- and then U.S. Senators Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. The Al Gore Jr. threw me off there, Doctor Shapiro. I never hear him referred by Junior anymore. I should have read that ahead of time. You know, it, it got me. There's always one little thing that trips you up. You know, when you're reading, it's better to just right. go by the seat of your pants. Right. But no, uh, all joking aside, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we always do like to have you. Uh, to discuss some of the more uh, complex financial uh, issues facing us, uh, and it's really sure. good for our listeners to not just know the you know the bits and pieces of these, but to really understand not only what they mean, but I think you know as a lot of people who read your blog find um, you explain how it affects you know your average American. I hate to use your uh, the term that some did, you know Joe and Jane six pack, but um, you know people want to know when they read this stuff. Okay, well, that's that's great, you know all these abstract numbers, but what does it actually mean? In my life. And, you know, when you have a candidate like Donald Trump, who, you know, who has surprised a lot by appealing to many blue collar workers, you know, um, with this populism appeal that especially more at the beginning of his campaign before he talked about, you know, kicking Muslims out of the country, uh, his his big thing was, you know, besides attacking Mexicans, there's a lot of racism in there you have to go through to get to his economic plan. But but. Um, you know, those things aside, people did seem to really latch on to his claims that he was not only, um, you know, he wanted to help your average American. He wasn't for the hedge fund managers. You know, he, I fund my own campaign. I'm not taking big money. Um, you know, and now you have his economic plan and um, you yourself uh, have reviewed it along with uh, a nonpartisan organization called the Tax Policy Foundation. Um, you know, these are detailed tax proposals where you can pull, you know, very detailed information from yeah. basically you know, crunch the numbers and see how it would affect people. And in your most uh, recent blog, where people can find at Sonicon.com, I definitely recommend people read it. Um, you contend that Donald Trump's proposals are, quote, wildly reckless as fiscal policy. Why do you say that, Dr. Shapiro? <laughs> well, it's just what the numbers say. 
um, the plan would reduce federal revenues from personal and corporate income taxes by $9.8 trillion over 10 years. Wow. If we look just at 2020, it would reduce federal revenues by $915 billion in that year. Um, and um, uh, that's uh, such an enormous amount. If To give some perspective, the revenue losses under Trump's plan just in 2020 are 60 percent, that's $915 billion that year, that's 60 percent greater than all defense spending projected for 2020, and 15 percent greater than all spending on Social Security retirement benefits wow. projected so he's just, for 2020. He's so gutting is, all the, in, uh, the money we're taking in is basically being just massively gutted. You know, so for those just basic economics, if you're going to somehow balance the budget, how are you going to how are you going to have all these breaks when you're taking away all the revenue that the country's bringing in? Right. The fact is that if you think of it economically, uh, what would happen if we if we suddenly confronted a um, uh, reduction policies which reduced revenues by $900 billion to a trillion dollars a year? And the answer is that, well, if we borrowed to do it, it would push up interest rates and drive down growth. Uh, it would also likely trigger a U.S. debt crisis to increase our uh, borrowing needs by that extent. Um, or you could pay for it in 2020, and what you would have to do is you would have to cut all defense spending, you'd have to disbar, disband the armed services, and you would have to cut almost 44% of all Social Security retirement benefits. And you know Republicans, Republicans would probably be fine with doing that with Social Security, but you know there's no way they would touch the military. So basically what they would have to do is screw over our credit rating. I mean, that's that's pretty that's much... Right. They would have to, this would be the most massive deficit spending program that we've ever seen. Um, and the only one self-inflicted in no, this way. You know, we had very large deficits... Uh, as a result of the collapse of the economy uh, following the financial crisis. Uh, and deficits went up tremendously, in part to finance the bailouts uh, of the financial system and the auto industry and so on, and in part because um, revenues fell because the economy was closing down. We were losing 700,000 jobs and all the revenues associated with those jobs, 700,000 jobs a month. Uh, in this case, we would be um, increasing the deficit uh, by a comparable amount, but not because anybody forced us to do it, not because we had an economic crisis, not because the economy had slowed drastically, but simply in order to carry out these tax plans. And so then you have to evaluate, okay, uh, there are times when huge deficits are necessary because, you know, the financial system has been shaken to its core. And the question is, what is he doing? What is he proposing 
that is so important that it would justify uh, a trillion dollar a year increase in the deficit. Well, let's um, let's get to that point. You know, drastic spending cuts. Let's we're gonna. That's a very good point. And and before we get to that, I want to mention one part that you did in your blog. You know, it's tax season. People are you know taking care of their taxes, getting them in uh, in the next month or so. So people are familiar with the standard deduction. Trump does increase the standard deduction, but that number one, as you point out, Robert, that does nothing. For the 45% of U.S. households with low or moderate incomes that are not liable for any federal income tax. And right. number two, uh, apart from that increased standard deduction, as you wrote, quote, Trump channels virtually all of his benefits to high-income people and businesses. Tell us more exactly. about that, Robert. Well, this has been the what the economists call the distributional effect. That is the... What is the effect of this plan on the tax liabilities of people in different income brackets? For an average taxpayer, that's households in kind of the middle income quintile, they would save about $2,700 in 2017, mainly from the larger standard deduction. He's increasing the standard deduction for a couple from $12,600 to 50000 so that's a huge increase. Um, but if you go up to the 95th to 99th percentile, those taxpayers would save 10 times as much as the average taxpayer. They would save 27, over $27,000. Moreover, if you go to the top 1%, they would save 100 times what an average wow. taxpayer saves because they would save about $275,000. And if you go to the top one-tenth of one percent, where Mr. Trump lives, um, those taxpayers would save an average of $1.3 million a year. That's insane. That's 480 times the benefit for average taxpayers. So basically, he's he's hanging out that, oh, I'm increasing the standard deduction at, by giving you peanuts compared to what he would do for, you know, people like himself and Charles and David Koch. Um, you know, you've got Trump supporters who might point out uh, his proposal would end the right of you. And this is a good part of the, the article, but I think this is where some people get confused. You know, people understand the issue of how many corporations are not only shipping jobs overseas, but deferring their taxes, you know, to um, or basically moving their money so they don't have to pay taxes here, but they pay them abroad. So some of Trump's proposals uh, would end the right of U.S. multinational corporations to defer their U.S. tax on income earned abroad, like President right. Obama has proposed. But but as you point out, if you take into account the entire proposal, as you wrote, and I thought this was perfect, quote, 96 percent of the foreign source income of U.S. multinationals would be free of any U.S. Yes. tax, which is much more under current law. Tell us why that is. Well, the reason is that Trump is also cutting the corporate tax rate from 35% to 15%. Now, when a, when a U.S. company, a foreign subsidiary of a U.S. company, earns money abroad, they pay taxes in the country where those earnings were generated, or most mostly they do. Okay, let's say it's China, um, for instance. So if they're, if, you know, in Germany, the corporate tax rate is 20%. 
So they would, we'll say they pay 20% on what they earn from, uh, uh, earn in Germany to the German government. And then if they brought that money back, they would pay the difference between our rate, 35%, and the German rate, 20%. You get a tax credit for what you pay to other countries. Okay. Well, under the Trump plan, He's, he's dropping the corporate tax rate from 35% to 15%. And that means that you would owe U.S. tax only on um, foreign source earn, earn profits that were earned in countries with tax rates of 15% or less. Or less, which is pretty much... It's 4%. Yeah, right. It is 4% (laughs) of the foreign earnings of U.S. corporations. And that's why 96% of their foreign income would be free of U.S. tax under Trump's plan. All right, when we get back, I want to talk about uh, the carried interest loophole and why President Obama and Secretary Clinton have proposed closing this loophole, and then we're going to get into what Trump's plan would do with that. If you'd like to join in the conversation uh, with this great economic mind, uh, Dr. Robert Shapiro, the chairman of Sonicon, an economic advisory firm, you're more than welcome to do so. Just give us a shout at 888-6-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. If you'd like to read the piece that we're discussing or any of other uh, any uh, of Robert's other blogs, uh, you can go to sonicon.com and click on the blog tab. Uh, this one I love the title. It's entitled Donald Trump's Chutzpah. His tax plan doubles down on inequality and gives his own company a huge tax windfall. We'll talk more about that when we get back. This is Mark Rimaldi in for Leslie Marshall. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show, talking money, uh, the economy, specifically Donald Trump's tax plan with a good friend, a longtime friend of the Leslie Marshall Show, who you've probably heard on here before, uh, Dr. Robert Shapiro, who is the chairman of Sonicon, which is an economic advisory firm. Before uh, we went to break, um, I wanted to talk about the changes that Donald Trump uh, would make um, regarding the carried interest loophole and why that's also kind of a sham of his tax plan um, or a mirage, if you'd like to use that terminology. But before we do, for those of uh, our audience who are not familiar with it, I honestly had to kind of look it up again because I knew the general terminology, but for this specific uh, piece, I wanted to make sure I was on top of it. So if you could just give us a brief explanation of the carried interest loophole and why President Obama and Secretary Clinton have proposed closing this loophole, Robert. Sure. Um, Carried interest is the special tax treatment that the people who own and run hedge funds and private equity funds can claim on the increase in the value of their investments. They invest on behalf of their investors, and their investors get capital gains on the increase in the value of those investments. 
the uh, people who run hedge funds and private equity funds, their deal with their investors is they get 20% of that profit. But even though they haven't invested any money in it, even though uh, their investment is just their labor, carried interest allows them to characterize uh, that income for themselves as capital gains rather than labor income. And so it's taxed at the capital gains rate, which is currently 23.8%, rather than the top personal rate, which is 39.6%. So basically they're getting a 17% discount on on money they're making from risks they're not personally taking. You got it. Okay. But that's not enough for Mr. Trump, (laughs) as a matter of fact. Now... Both the president and Secretary Clinton have said we need to abolish this provision. After all, this is labor income. This is income they get from working, and it should be taxed at the regular rate for labor income, for them 39.6%. Um, uh, but what and, – and Trump says, well, I'm going to get rid of the carried interest loophole, too. But what, what he may not always mention – is that he also would cut the top tax rate on all income earned in what are called pass-through entities. Uh, Those are any business which is not organized legally as a corporation, and that includes partnerships and LLCs and Chapter S Corps, um, anything except a public corporation. And that includes all the hedge funds and the private equity funds. Um, he would cut their tax rate to 15%. So uh, that means that instead of paying, getting a tax break uh, to 23.8%, the capital gains rate, it goes down to 15%. Wow. So- and this would apply not only to hedge funds and private equity funds, um, but to all privately held businesses. That includes the partnerships and the LLCs. It also includes the Koch Brothers companies, Wow! which may be one reason they haven't funded any negative ads against yeah. Trump. <laughs> yeah. It also includes the Trump Organization, LLC. So instead of paying 39.6% uh, under current law uh, or... the current capital gains rate, or even the the top individual rate under Trump's plan, which is 25%, Trump would pay 15%, and so would the Koch brothers. I mean, that's just absolutely staggering. To put that in perspective, (laughs) as your blog does, Robert, under that plan, he and his company would pay a lower tax rate than an average American earning about $48,000 a year. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. I mean, so this is just nothing but, I mean, double double talk, basically. He's like a perfect example. I'm going to get rid of the carried interest loophole. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, it's a populist position. See, he's not your typical right wing conservative. You know, he speaks for the people. And not only is he, you know, not even going to keep the status quo, which most Americans do want changed. I'm sure if you, you know, I don't have it in front of me, I'll be completely honest, but I'm sure if you found some polling about eliminating that, eliminating that for hedge fund managers, you know, the polling would be through <laughs> the right. roof. And not only does he is he not going to do that, not only is he not going to keep it where it is, 
he's going to drop it. So these people go from instead of you know people saying you know what you need to pay more than twenty three percent on this, and you know they go oh okay now they would be paying fifteen percent. And right. you know the other problem is so I, I really hope that this comes out in the debates because to, to be completely honest, you know I've watched most of the Republican debates unfortunately, which I has probably aged me more than I want to admit on air. Same with you, Robert. Oh, but, I'm addicted to them. I'm it is more of like a circus, though, isn't it? I mean, it's like I never watched Jerry Springer, but I imagine that's like <laughs> right. Jerry Springer politics. But that's the thing. I think I think you would agree with me. A lot of the, the nuance of that's very important. I mean, this is really what affects the American people. It's not you know. How how big are Donald Trump's hands? It's, you know, how big are the increases of money that he's going to be giving away to these corporations if he's if his tax plans are put into effect? Um, so I think this is really important for people to be aware of. So I'm very happy that you wrote this piece. I want to well, thank he, you for that. Um, you know, it's a form of crony capitalism in which he's his own crony. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. And at this perfect timing, uh, nonetheless, as we're just running out of time here. But I want to uh, let people know, again, please uh, check out uh, Dr. Shapiro's blog. You can go to sonicon.com. That's S-O-N-E-C-O-N.com. Um, Dr. Shapiro is um, the head of that economic advisory firm. Uh, if you'd like to follow him on Twitter, Dr. Shapiro, it's at, is it at Rob Shapiro, I believe? It is. That's right. I follow him on Twitter. You should do the same. He will uh, help you understand a lot of these complex economic issues that hopefully we will be hearing more of uh, in the I know we will probably in the Democratic debates, but once in the general election, if it is Trump, I'm sure that this will be brought up. If not, they uh, they should get Dr. Shapiro on there to challenge Trump or at least be on the team of uh, Hillary or Bernie. Uh, That's all the time for me. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall.